0: Las Vegas, Welcome to Behind the Lights with me, Seb. And me, Jono. As always, we pay respect to traditional custodians of the land we're coming from, the Gadigal people of the Aurora Nation. Well, Jono, before we get into our massive Super Bowl preview, um, lots of other good sport happening during the week. What were some of the highlights for you uh, in the week
1: that's been? Yeah, look, um, as you said, we'll get into the big, big game yep. in the NFL in the Super Bowl. But before that, um, of course... Sports world keeps on ticking. So one thing that I thought was kind of a crazy story that came out of the NBA is that Doc Rivers, who has really only been with the Bucks for about a week or two, yep, yep. Um, has been named the head coach for the Eastern All-Star Game. Um, now, look, it is by defect, essentially by rules um, in terms of why he was named as the head coach um, of the East. But it just seems so odd that somebody who's come in and played only a handful of games, only had a win or so under his belt, is now becoming the all-star coach. He did say he kind of would like just for his staff to kind of do it and he take a back seat. And also any financial aspects of it and everything like that he will be giving to Adrian Griffin, who was the yeah, coach yeah. of the box, which is good for him um secondly it looks like that all things lead to Real Madrid for Mbappe it looks, yeah, it looks like, like, it's like it's all it's but gonna happen pretty this much time. yep um, which is quite crazy because it seemed like it's such an up and down saga and everything like that this last time that happened and it looked like it was that close as well um but seems like this time it is for certain um which will be crazy to think about who he's going to be teaming up with over there in Real Madrid and that team already is so loaded with young talent. And now to add in Mbappe, that's just going to be such, such a scary team. And it's apparently taking a bit of a pay cut as well to join yeah. Real Madrid. So I guess what PSG were offering yeah. uh,
0: is a lot less than what Real Madrid are offering, but obviously the lure of going yeah. over and playing, yeah, testing himself yeah. in a stronger league. Um, I think for his development, it's the right move.
1: Yeah. And then finally, sticking with football, the announcement of the 2026 world cup venues um which will be hosted the final the yep, grand yep. final will be hosted in metlife stadium in new jersey yep so essentially new jersey new york whatever you want to call it it's going to be over there which i think is absolutely fantastic um i think it's the right spot for it as well to be hosted in such a a big city and the east coast as well you know they they do love football and everything like that so i think it's absolutely fantastic and overall just looking at the schedule i you know didn't even it didn't even cross my mind about how massive this World Cup is going to be with how many more additional games and everything. It is going to be absolutely massive. Um, But overall, I am really, really excited for it. And seeing all the different stadiums that it's going to be played out across, it just makes it more... And more real of, of it, it's really going to be coming up in, in a matter of a couple of years now. And the opening game
0: is going to be at the Azteca in yeah. Mexico City. Which will be uh, crazy. And both Pelé and Diego Maradona have both lifted the World Cup at the yeah. Azteca. So a historical ground and obviously an amazing way to open yeah. that World Cup and it'll be before, here before we know it. For me, Jono, um, AFCON and the Asian Cup Uh, respective tournaments have reached the semi-final stage in the Asian Cup we've got Jordan playing South Korea obviously South Korea knocking out the Socceroos in extra time Son uh, being the real difference there with winning the penalty and also converting a great free kick in extra time to knock the Socceroos out while Iran will play Qatar host Qatar Iran upsetting Japan 2-1 with an injury time winner but Jono some crazy results and, and obviously Jordan, probably the fairy tale story to make it all the way through to the semifinals.
1: Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think about that. Um, but I mean, hats off to them. They've been able to play some really, really good football. Yep. And then as well, just seeing Japan not, not potentially in a final as well, just really, I mean, not, you know, really shocking. But um, on the other side as well, South Korea, as you said, just a little bit of difference in star-studded quality, really yep. just kind of took ownership in that game, especially in that extra time and everything like that as well. So hats off to South Korea. I mean, look, it, they definitely were going to be one of the teams to be in this tournament anyway, even though they have had some struggles and everything. Um, so hats off for them to make that whole that whole way through. And then you think there's been
0: some crazy results in the Asian Cup. You go across to the African Cup yeah. of Nations where you've got Nigeria taking on South Africa and then host Ivory Coast taking on DR Congo. Ivory Coast sacked their coach midway through the tournament. So and they only scraped through as one of the best third place teams. Then they beat Senegal in a round of 16 and got themselves all the way through to the semifinal. Jono...
1: They could pull it off and potentially win the whole thing. It's just absolutely ridiculous these results that we've been seeing there. Pretty much all the favorite teams got knocked out early. Yeah. Yep. Um, as you said, firings, players sitting out halfway. You know, halfway through the tournament. Yep. Um, the Salah, uh, Mohamed Salah saga. Honestly, just so strange. Um, look, I'd love for them to win it, but I I am on Team Nigeria right now. Um, I think that they should potentially win this as well. And I'd love to see them be able to lift that trophy. Yeah, they'll be seeing this as a
0: massive opportunity to win uh, in the African Cup of Nations. Talking about football, Jono, some massive games across Europe over the weekend as well. In the Premier League, Arsenal recording a big 3-1 win over Liverpool uh, to put themselves firmly back in that total race. Obviously, if they would lost that, they yeah. would have found themselves five points behind Liverpool. Put a big win there for Arsenal. Inter Milan and Juventus clashing in, in Italy, and Inter edging out Juventus 1-0 yep. uh, to extend their lead in Italy, while Real Madrid and Atletico Madrid drew 1-1 after an injury time equalised at Atletico Madrid. Real Madrid stay top, and they play surprise package Girona next week uh, to see if they can extend their lead. But, Jono,
1: oh, some big results, um, and some teams, I guess, consolidating their uh, place at the top. Yeah. Yeah. Um, A lot of it was those teams, as you said, especially like Inter, Real Madrid, keeping kind of that top spot and everything like that. But then realistically, Arsenal really just put up a good performance to make sure sure that they were able to kind of stamp their authority that they are potentially going to be a contender this year um, because it could have been some real dropped points there. Uh, But hats off them because it just makes more of a competitive Premier League and the rest of the leagues as well, how tight they are all up at the top. Yeah, it looks like a three-way, I guess, title race in England there. And John,
0: NBA, the Lakers, the LA Lakers chalking up a couple of big road wins over the uh, Celtics without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and then a big win at Madison Square Garden over probably the in team, the New York Knicks.
1: Yeah, I think it's uh, it, it begs a question as to everything that circulates around the Lakers. Yep. You know, you hear a lot of stuff about locker room, this, that, everything about it, but really that they do have a decent young core. It's just yep. how do they really unleash that full yep. potential of them throughout the season? Um, and almost as as well, it's that it begs that question: Is is LeBron and AD do sometimes they hold back these players as well for the essentially the, the star-studded power that they bring to the game? Is it also holding back some of those players too? So it'll be interesting to see how now this is all handled because they have kind of come back into some form. Um, but we'll see. Uh, we'll see, especially as the All Star break is approaching. And we also know how
0: tight it is down the bottom there in terms yeah. of getting into those sort of playoff uh, positions. Well, John, as we mentioned at the top of the show. Probably the biggest game uh, to take place next week in the sporting world. Super Bowl 57 in Las Vegas, Allegiant Stadium between the Kansas City Chiefs and the San Francisco 49ers. Before we get into looking at the game, John, and where it might be won and loss, do you think we've ended up with the two best teams or at least the two most consistent teams over this season?
1: Um, yeah, look, I think from the 49ers standpoint, uh, yes. Um, yep. I think with the Chiefs, it's kind of hard because I... I'd still say that these are, you know, of course, it's, it's the Chiefs that have been such a common name when we talk about Super Bowls. But f- for some reason, for this, this whole season, they haven't necessarily been the most convincing team, I would say. Um, but overall, it just shows that, again, and we talk about time and time again, it's about that form when it comes to the big, big moments, especially in playoff situations where it doesn't necessarily matter what your regular season record was. It just matters. How you, how you perform in the playoffs, and that kind of experience from some of those key players really showed. So in saying that, they stepped up in the biggest games, so they do rightfully deserve to be there. Looking at, I guess, one of
0: those big players that could potentially decide where this Super Bowl lands, uh, the Kansas City Chiefs quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. We already know um, the hype around him. He's done it before. But his numbers in the Super Bowl, Jono, haven't always been as as high as what he has in, in the playoffs and in the regular season. His completion percentage actually drops from 69% in the first three rounds to 62% in the Super Bowl, uh, which is the largest decrease among 13 quarterbacks with at least three Super Bowl starts. So do you think, Jono, in terms of the pressure that he's going to go into this game with, obviously um, he may potentially go down one day as one of the greatest quarterbacks we've seen. Do you think he will have that on his mind in regards to really wanting to perform and really guide his team uh, to a dominant Super Bowl win?
1: Yeah, I think so. And I think as well, when you look at this season, this is one of his statistically one of his worst seasons as well. Um, so I think that what he wants to do, too, is prove that it doesn't matter. That he, can still, he is still at the top of his game. He is still the top quarterback in the NFL and that he can lead this team to success. Um, look, it's his stylistically as well. You sometimes, I think as a lot of people, if you watched as a casual fan or something that you think he'd a bit, be a bit all over the place, yep. but really when he's all over the place is when he thrives as well. Yeah. So it's almost that when he's when, not conventional. Yeah. When plays seem to almost be bro- yep. breaking down, that's when he steps up and everything. So Look, as as much as sometimes he struggled in these games, he still somehow finds a way to win. And look, he has... Well, one had a, moment of magic. Yeah, he's had a great supporting cast and everything. Yeah. But it is going to be that little bit of a difference at... You know, we could be sitting in the fourth quarter, last couple minutes, we're in the last final two minutes of the game, and as you said, it's that one moment of brilliance that he comes through, looks like that play is about done, and then he scrambles and makes an exceptional play, and that's what the Chiefs have on their side in this game, is somebody who is able to do that, and someone who can just make plays out of nothing, and he's getting a lot of comparisons with Tom Brady, but a a lot of fans, of course, also see that, yeah, he's not quite, quite there yet, but if he continues at this, and if he does win again, then he, he continues to build yep. the case. Yep. And the youth of him as well is just absolutely incredible. So um, I think he has a lot that he wants to prove to everyone still, even though he's accomplished a lot. I feel yep. like he thinks that he has a lot more to prove.
0: And I guess the maturity he showed in the whole team, uh, in regards to the Kansas City Chiefs, in that conference championship final, where people were backing against them, and, and Andy Reid, and, and the 100%. whole organization... Yeah. The way they played and controlled that game, O, in terms of was probably their most impressive performance of the year, and it's come at the right end of the year, obviously, when you've got playoffs and obviously a Super Bowl uh, hanging there potentially to, to win another one.
1: Yeah, it wasn't even that. It was also, you know, look... They came in and essentially just had a bit of dominance over the Ravens for the most part of that game. And then, yep. you know, there's some crucial plays where they came up really big. Yeah. Look, I think also from the Ravens side, maybe some stability in, in, in some instances as well. But then when you look back at, again, the Chiefs' playoffs run, they had a really good win over the Bills as yep. well. And I think that was really crucial to That Buffalo Bills team, as much as their record might have not been the best of the best this year, they were a very, very good team. And also we have to respect the fact that, the Chiefs aren't used to playing playoff games on the road. No. And they were able to do that consistently in this this playoff series. And that was a lot of questions going into that. How would they perform outside of Arrowhead Stadium? And they were able to get the job done. So... Overall, I think hats off to them for being able to do that. Again, it's Patrick Mahomes wanting to prove to everybody that he can consistently do it. Again, not having the best year, but what is he going to do? He's going to prove to everybody he can still get to the Super Bowl. Not playing at home, what is he going to do? He's going to try to prove to everybody that he can still get to the Super Bowl. And it's all roads leading back to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying he's the only contributing factor to this, but of course in the NFL, the quarterback is key to your success realistically. Um, And he has been a great leader for them and someone who has helped always make sure that he puts them over the edge and is that X factor in most games. We know the Chiefs come in with plenty of experience, obviously defending champions from last year after
0: beating the Philadelphia Eagles. Looking at the 49ers though, Jonathan, this is the first time they've been back in Super Bowl since 1994, Uh, going with quarterback Brock Purdy instead of Jimmy Garoppolo, How do you think he'll be feeling and how do you think that 49ers franchise will be feeling going into such a massive game and As I said, first time since 1994, they've been in the the big dance.
1: Yeah, look, uh, he's essentially, you know, when you look at Brock in terms of a quarterback rating and everything like that, he's somebody that nobody would have expected to be in this position, right? Draft with the very last pick um, that the 49ers had back in 2022. What a story. Um, Yeah, and now playing in a Super Bowl and potentially could win a Super Bowl as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. not saying that he is out and out the best quarterback or anything like that, but it also shows that... This team is stacked with talent, right, on both sides of the ball. And all you have to do is really just have somebody who can consistently get the job done. He hasn't done anything like those Patrick Mahomes crazy plays or anything like that. But he also hasn't made too many mistakes throughout the year. And that's the little bit of the difference is he's been able to consistently play at a decent enough level to guide them into this path. And also from a 49ers perspective, they had one of the best um, essentially Pro Bowl selections in terms of players at the high caliber. They had nine players um, who were selected for the Pro Bowl, 12 more who were chosen as alternates, um, and seven players who also earned second-team Pro Bowl as well. Um, So that just really showed the caliber of players that they have on this 49ers team. And I think that they're just... A well-balanced team, right? Offensively, they they can be lights out at times, but then they can also come up with some pretty good plays defensively as well, and some key stops. Um, And by no means is a fluke that I think that they're here. I think that they're here because they are out and out one of the best teams in the NFL right now. Looking at, I guess, another part of the game, another key matchup, John, are the
0: linebackers. Travis Kelsey, who's been in the headlines, not only for his actually outstanding performance, especially in the playoffs. I thought he was one of uh, Kansas City Chiefs best in their in their last playoff win. Um, but the 49ers, also boasting uh, some of the best linebackers in the league, headlined by Fred Warner. How key do you think this battle, along with, I guess, how your quarterbacks play, uh, will go in terms of uh, guiding uh, the successful team and, and who potentially could take out uh, this Super Bowl?
1: Yeah, I think you'll be... Um... Interesting with Kelsey in particular as well, because um, look, I think his name uh, this year has kind of skyrocketed in terms of um, his relationship status and everything like that. Um, So I think again, now kind of that expectation, he's kind of taken his uh, off the field kind of life and really blended that now with his on the field. And I think a lot of people really have eyes on him. So I think that just adds a little bit more pressure. Um, I think as well, you know, you look at the duo that he's kind of become with his brother who is now retired as well, Jason Kelsey. Um, But it also just begs the question is I think that's just added a little bit more pressure on him. And I think that he's he's a guy that wants that. And it hasn't seemed to have affected his on-field performance to this point. To this point. But I think potentially... This almost could be the tipping point because the Super Bowl, more so than I'm... I know he has experience in it, but it's just another level of pressure. Now, again, you have now people who don't necessarily fully understand the game of football, but are fans of Taylor Swift that now are fans of him. And because he's made his relationship so much more public as well, it's almost a pressure to deliver for them as well. So I think if you look at the two matchups and everything the sense of pressure that he will be feeling is so much greater than than most players, even on the 49ers as well. So I think that might have an element to play from a mental perspective as well. And if he gets down early in terms of dropped passes or anything like that, that could have that little bit of a difference where it could put him down for the rest of the game potentially. And will Taylor Swift make the Super Bowl? That's the other
0: big yeah, question true. floating true. around. John, looking at the head coaches, Kyle Shanahan and Andy Reid. We know Andy Reid's been there yep. and done it. Kyle Shanahan... Uh, I guess famously has coached two of the largest blown leads in Super Bowl history. He was the offense coordinator of the Atlanta Falcons in that famous 2016 season where Atlanta famously blew a 28-3 lead to the Patriots and then was head coach of the 49ers and he blew a 20-10 lead in in these same Chiefs in Super Bowl just four years ago. So in terms of the pressure that he's going in there with against Andy Reid, who I guess is so experienced, won it last year, Knows how to guide his team to a to a Super Bowl. How do you think those two men will be feeling going into uh, next week's game?
1: Yeah, look, I, th- I think that um, when you look at it from Andy Reid's perspective, he's probably going to come in a little bit more calm, cool, and collected, and everything. Um, I think he's kind of proven himself as a as a winner. Um, but at the same time, it's it's that it's, it's getting in that conversation of you know Bill Belichick still felt felt the pressure and everything like that when he went through. From a Shanahan perspective, I think what he's done has been able to learn from a lot of those mistakes, I feel like, as well. And that's why I really respect the way that this team is playing because he's been able to build such a good, dynamic team on both ends of the ball. I don't think it's necessarily led by one kind of star-studded player out and out. Um, they definitely have a star-studded lineup, but realistically, everybody's contributions are just as important. So I like the way that he's built this team in in very different ways than these other teams that he's kind of um, coached or been an offensive coordinator for as yeah. well. So I think it's a little bit different in this instance. And also, I kind of like when, you know, coaches have a little bit more to prove as well. They have a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. It just adds to that dynamic and everything. And now you're, you're adding to it as well because you're, you're taking on someone like Andy Reid who, who essentially, as I said, has that, that element of being able to win under pressure, right? Yeah, there's been losses and everything like that, but being a winning coach, someone yep. who can handle these big moments. But now you're going against essentially someone who's taken it away from you as well and who has been on the other side of those kind of big moments. So you now have that little bit of that extra chip on your shoulder to finally get over that hurdle. Um, and I think that he has the team to potentially be able to do this.
0: Well, it promises, Jonah, to be potentially a really good Super Bowl 57 prediction time. Who do you think is going to win
1: Super Bowl next week, and what will the score be? Yeah, look, I think that this is going to be a pretty close one. Um, I think that we have two offenses that are going to be firing... Um, but I also think there's going to be some big, big defensive plays. There's not going to be much between it. I'm going with the 49ers, 20-17 to 17 against the Chiefs. I'm
0: going the 49ers as well, John. I think it's just uh, if Brock Purdy, imagine he guides that 49ers yeah, be great. Uh, to a winner. And it'd be good to see someone different who hasn't won it in, in, a, in a long time uh, to take it out. So I'm going to go 17-14. I think it's going to be a tight one, though. Um, and it can go either way. Well, as always, John, I'll end with five quick questions i think you've
1: got me this week yep you ready let's go mate all right so we tried to do a little bit of a super bowl theme here yep yep a couple random questions it might help some people with their tips out Mm -hmm. there as well um who do you think is going to score the first touchdown the chiefs or the 49ers the
0: chiefs or the 49ers i'm gonna go the chiefs i think they're gonna start stronger i think Mahomes is gonna come out and want to really make his mark on the game so i'm gonna go the chiefs to open the scoring
1: like that. Next question then is who's going to be leading at half? The Chiefs or the 49ers?
0: Leading at half. I'm going to go the Chiefs leading at half time so the 49ers to make a second half comeback.
1: I actually would agree with both those so far as well. I think that it will be the Chiefs coming out a little bit yep. harder to yep. start. Um, who's going to be more important for the Chiefs? Travis Kelsey or Patrick Mahomes? I know they go hand in hand but who do you think is going to need to come up bigger in that game? I mean obviously Mahomes goes undoubtedly has to play well but I actually think Kelsey
0: because he's also a heartbeat of this team is he's Experience. I think the other players can can run off him and, and really be led by him as well. He's, he's another leader on there, which which probably takes a little bit of pressure off of Mahomes in regards to guiding the team around. So I'm going to say Kelsey. And because of all the media attention
1: around him leading into this game and this season, I think he needs to come up with a big performance. And sticking with Kelsey as well, there's a bit of chatter about this, but will this be Travis Kelsey's final game if they do win it? Potentially. I mean, I think if he does win it, he's he's done
0: everything done. in the game. Um, and he's probably reaching that age where he's got to start thinking about the next chapter. So potentially, yes, we, this could be the last we see of him in the uh, in the NFL.
1: And he needs to follow Taylor Swift's concert tours. Absolutely, and absolutely. Like and then lastly, we know who you want to win. You know who I want to win. But who does the NFL actually want to win this Super Bowl? Is it superstar Patrick Mahomes, or is coming up from the ground Big Brock leading the the, no, the Super Bowl? No, I think in
0: terms of a marketing. Point of view i think if the kansas city chiefs win again you've mahomes is already the league superstar that'll just elevate him another level and as you said getting close to that that tom brady talk will continue if he, if he wins another one now um so i think if the nfl look at marketing and, and their worldwide attraction Mahomes is yeah. is their man so but hopefully I want to see the 49ers do and I think I think they can but it'll be yeah. a tight one Johnna.
1: it definitely will and uh, we'll definitely be looking out for it
0: yeah we can't wait for next week well that brings you another episode of Behind the Lights with me Seb and yeah, me Johnna. as always thank you for your support and good night